Blog Talk Radio. election season. I have a treat for you all tonight. We're going to talk the Electoral College. So stay tuned for the Visible Conservative Christian Unleashed. And welcome back to the Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed. I am your host, the Visible One himself, Thomas Dwayne Smith. As you know, our motto, we're not politically correct. We're politically direct. And guess what? We always come down on the right side of the issue. 
So tonight I am going to be talking the Electoral College with a very good friend of mine, someone who's been in the battle, who's been in the mainstream media as a journalist, who's been a conservative activist, also someone who is currently in the business world doing her own thing, proving many in society who say women this can't do this, women can't do that, or if you're a certain minority background, the man or the system continues to hold you back. This is a woman that's defied all odds, has made no excuses. In fact, let me just read a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of her background that I wrote. And so this is where we go. There are many people who have no clue what the purpose of the Electoral College is about. So as you all are joining me tonight, I am interviewing Jackie Knight to talk about the purpose of the election. As you all know, Donald Trump passed the threshold. I don't think he lost one single electoral vote. I could be wrong, and Jackie will correct me on that. But Jackie is someone who who lived in New York City. I like to say she was in the belly of the beast. She brings a no-nonsense perspective on the election. So, visible conservative audience, I ask that you join me in welcoming my friend, conservative activist, entrepreneur, and one dynamic conservative woman, Miss Jackie Knight. Um, and, and it's kind of my fault that he's not given a deeper... Uh, look into my history because I totally forgot this in my bio. But just for you, for your audience to know, I have more than 30 years in public relations and marketing on top side international public relations. I spent 10 years working in politics as a campaign manager, as a campaign promoter, and eventually ran my own campaign. And I've run campaigns both in the United States and in Canada. So I, I have a unique position. Um, no, I've never run anyone for president, but I've run somebody for parliament. So I, I have a unique understanding to the American political system because not only am I a woman, I am a conservative, I am a black person, and I am a entrepreneur. An entrepreneur. I own my own businesses, and I have since I was 27 years old, and I'm now 59. So for the last 31 years of my life, I have been self-employed. So I know what it's like to live in this country and try to make a go of things. Um, we're going to wait for your very first question. Jackie, my very first question, and I always ask this, as a woman of color, how did you become a conservative? Well, to be honest with you, I can't even remember a day when I wasn't a conservative because I think when I was like 17 or 18 years old, I didn't really care very much about politics, as most young people don't. 
when I was in high school, it was a different political situation. Nobody really talked politics in the classroom. Nobody told you who to vote for. We weren't talking about popular issues. We were mainly talking about history. And so when you were in school, you learned about American civilization, Western civilization, um, black history in, in a very small manner, but the history of the United States in a very broad sense. When I was 20 years old, I moved to California, and I think that was the first time, and I was probably there for about four years before I became politically astute, and it really happened because as a young woman in my early 20s who was married, I happened to live through the things that uh, uh, President Reagan had done in California as a governor and then later as a president. And I remember when he said, we're going to lower your taxes, and you're going to see it. And then he lowered taxes. And as a young person in my early 20s, I actually saw it, and I'm like, all right, this guy's not telling me that I need to go apply for a grant. He's not telling me that I need help. What he's telling me is that if you are here and you're doing this, the government's going to back you up. We're not going to feed you money. We're just going to make it easy for you to go into business. And to be honest with you, that stayed with me until I, I, I eventually moved to New York and I worked on Madison Avenue in public relations. I mean, I, I lived in other places of the world, but when I worked on Madison Avenue in public relations, I remember what Ronald Reagan really said. And when I launched out into business, I launched out into business with the knowledge that there would be laws and provisions put into place that not wouldn't help me because that wasn't what I was looking for, but that wouldn't hinder me. And that's when I became a Republican because I, I was looking at a man who said, look, I don't need to give you a handout, which wasn't what I was looking for because I'm a smart girl. What he said was, I'm going to remove the boundaries that bind you and allow you to go into business. So when I was 27 years old in the mid-80s, I walked from Madison Avenue into my own business and have never left that path because of what that man said. Wow. You know, and I admire you for that. Uh, Just to kind of let the audience know, the way I got connected with Jackie was through the Frederick Douglass Foundation. When she was running, when you was running your campaign, actually, I saw a little bit about your campaign on Facebook, and that's when I sent you a message. And so that's kind of the short, abbreviated version. But your uh, description of you living in New York City kind of is a great segue into my next question, which is the whole topic of our tonight's show, because you are a tremendous Donald Trump supporter. Now, as I've said too many times to people, Donald Trump may be a lot of things, but the man has been accused of being racist. I don't believe that, never have believed that. And as someone who has lived in New York and saw, if you will, some of the things that he has done, I would like for you to share with my audience, if you will, your perspective of Mr. Trump. Well, to be quite honest with you, when when I was in my 20s, Donald Trump was in, was in his 30s, and we were both in New York, 
And back then, he wasn't a billionaire. He was a millionaire because his dad had left him some money, and he was a handsome guy, but he he was certainly no billionaire. And even back then, there was there were talks of things that he that not he management company had done that were um, biased and 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 could be considered racial. Here is what I remember about those things. Once they came to light, he corrected them, and because I know from even a small business, I'm a small business owner, and I have employees, and I have contractors, but there's no way that even in my small business, I know what everybody is doing, especially when they're not talking to me every day. So I don't know what you're doing at home. I don't know what you're doing on the side, but when you have a multi-million dollar corporation, which is for Donald Trump, which is not multi-billion dollar, you really don't know. It's the same way when people say, you know, President Obama is responsible for this. I can really look and say there's no way that he knew down in the little IRS office in Kansas City what was going on. He's trusting his managers. So a lot of the things that have happened with Donald Trump have not happened because he was directly responsible. I agree it's happened under his watch, but you can't always control every single thing unless your hand is on every single thing. And the bigger your company becomes, the less your hand is actually on. What I admire about Donald Trump is that when he saw a problem, he corrected it. And then I want to go a little bit further to say, in the last 10 years, Donald Trump has made more black millionaires than the United States. Seriously, if you went on The Apprentice, you are known worldwide. If you were on one of his um, uh, fashion awards or, you know, Miss America or Miss Universe contests, you are known worldwide. So he's taken more minorities and brought them to the forefront. He has been friends with um, Mike Tyson. He's been friends with even heads of, uh, you know, huge Democrat, you know, leaders. He did not become a true racist until he started to run against Hillary. And so my thing is that when he was saying, you're fired on Celebrity Apprentice, nobody was saying he's a racist. So suddenly now right. he becomes a racist. I think that that's a bunch of bull. Right. I agree. I agree. Now for the 800-pound gorilla in the room. When he won on election night, you had all, um, I think it was yelled that um, canceled finals or midterms because, um, because people were so distraught. There's another school I think is Cal Berkeley that's offering um, offering therapy sessions because people are so distraught that he won the election. But right, let me let, let me stop point. you right there and just and just move in, in, into right here. If you need a safe space after a presidential election, your issue goes beyond this vote. Because I have been voting I since I was 18 years old, so 40 years. And there's never been right. a time, whether my candidate wins or loses, that I lose I, I I don't that I I'm trying to think of a word besides lose my shit about it, but that I lose my cool about 
who won when Obama won, and I came out against him early on. I mean, within 30 days of the fact that he announced, I came out and said, there's something wrong with this guy. I know he's been in Chicago. He was only a senator for six months. He's never done anything. He didn't, and, and I'm saying this right from the beginning. And did I want him to win? No, not at all. But when he won, I went back to my life. Here's what I have to say to most people. No matter how evil you perceive somebody to be, you better recognize that you only think that way about a person because somebody's telling you to think that way about a person. There is no empirical evidence that Donald Trump is a racist. Has he said some things that have been insensitive to some minority segments? Hell yes. But has he said something that's been a lie, which is really more important? Maybe he said we should be checking Muslims in this country, which might seem insensitive, but it's the darn truth, especially when we look at what just happened in Germany today. Now, there's a guy driving a semi-truck. He didn't hijack that truck to drive it. He was working in Germany, and at some point he had become incentivized to become a terrorist. So do you have to? I I, I just want to say this outright. If you belong to any radical group, I don't care if it's white, black, or Muslim, I think you ought to be profiled. I'm okay with it. Profile my ass. If you think that I'm about to do something, then you get to come and check me out. Because here's what I know. You're not going to find me guilty. The only people that have a problem with this, and I truly believe this, are people that, one, either are going to have a problem with their guilt, or people that, two, know somebody that's going to have a problem with their guilt. Because if you know for sure, you're not involved in, and I don't mean to say that people are never falsely accused, but I do mean to say that 99% of the time, that's not true. And I know that there's this popular school of thought that says, if one person is wrongly accused, then the whole system needs to change. That's a bunch of BS. I would rather you falsely accuse me and let me prove to you that I didn't do it, then for you not falsely accuse somebody who is really going to do it and you stop them. Right. I'm going to get through it. One percent of the people in this country, and I think that is a travesty and a shame, will go to prison or to jail about something that they didn't do. And I see that. But 99% of the people don't. If right. we got to do all that, to catch the one percent bad guy, or to ca- if we got to, if we got to, and it sounds terrible. If I have to sacrifice that one percent in order to make sure that the other ninety-nine percent of us are okay, including my family and my son and my friends, then yeah. And I don't want you to spend time in prison or jail or even get killed because of something that you didn't do. I really don't. Right. But exactly. If one million people are saved because I took you off the street, even if I'm wrong, and the next time I'm I'm right and I take somebody else off the street that really was going to do something, I really have to be okay there. 
Right. And it makes me sad, but I'm okay there. I hope it's never anybody that I know, but I'm okay there. I hope it's never me, but I'm okay there. I hope it's never my kid, but I'm okay there. And if it was me or someone that I knew or my child, then I would fight my heart out to make you see the truth and hope that you did. But if for some reason that didn't happen, I would always fight for it. But I would also know that it was better than 99 guys getting away into this country to do wrong. I'm not going to be that PC about it. It would hurt me, but I'm not going to be that PC about it because I'm a realist. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Right. Just pray it's not me or my family. Anyway, exactly. You're no, you hit. You're hitting the nail on the head. But you know, we're going to get right into the heart of the matter. And for those of you who are listening, this this show will go into archives because the next subject that we're going to talk about is the electoral college. You know, it's really ironic that in a nation as great as ours, the people have really forgotten what this country truly is. Let's let's be real. First of all, you hear supposed enlightened, higher educated individuals, professors, journalists, many people Calling this country, even I've heard fellow conservatives and Republicans calling this country a democracy. First of all, this is not a democracy, folks. A democracy is what you're seeing in with, or in Chicago and all these places where they're burning down stuff, mob rule. This is a democratic republic, representative Republic means by the people for the people, i.e., the Electoral College. Jackie, I want you to explain to my listeners, and brutally honest, exactly what the Electoral College is and why it's so okay, important. Go ahead. Okay, first off, the Electoral College is a system and not a place. And the reason that the Electoral College was invented or established was so that major metropolitan cities who would vote one way or the other could not sway this entire country. For instance, if the Electoral College didn't exist in the 60s, neither would civil rights have passed. Because when you have – From California to New York, nobody agreed with this. Democrats fought it from New York to California. So if the Electoral College had not existed, George Wallace would have been president or could have been president because if all we're going to do is go along with who's most popular, Hitler was most popular. Right. So when people say to me college was invented or, or, or instituted to keep, a, like, to keep people like Donald Trump out, that is nonsense. The Electoral College was created so that New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and other major cities 
could not capture this any election so that right. the people in in major metropolitan areas did not force everyone to live with what they decided now it's clear that if we go coast to coast our coasts are much more liberal than our interior because our interior exists of people who actually have to work so the coasts tend to exist of a more elite class now just to right. imagine what would happen if every time the person who was elected was a Rockefeller. And he was right. elected because he knew California, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Miami, because when you get into major metropolitan areas, and this is going to sound horrible, but it is going to be the truth, what you find are minority voters. Minority voters, by and large, tend to vote Democrat because it's easier on their pockets just like Republicans tend to vote conservative because it's easier on their pockets. I vote conservative because I want lower taxes. Uh, other people vote Democrat because they want more free shit. And, and right. it's okay because the great thing about this country is sometimes they'll get in and the other times we'll get in and we balance each other out Every single time. If Donald Trump does not do a good job, he will not get a second term, and we all know that. Right. So he is incentivized to do the best he can for as many people as he can. The problem that we had, and I'm going to go here, with the last Democrat president was there was no incentive for him to work for everyone because he was right. the golden boy placed. And he knew he was going to come in for a second term. So he knew he was going nowhere because the people that handled him and wanted him in wanted him in. And so he could mess with the system, mess with the government, mess with everything he wanted to mess with. And hopefully he wanted to achieve his ultimate goal, which was to fundamentally change this country. Now, the exactly. one thing that nobody ever counted on was the will of the American people. People seriously right. thought that since Reagan we've been asleep, especially the silent majority. So that when Obama mm -hmm. was going out, and he and, and he had pretty much anointed, he didn't even like Hillary Clinton, but the powers that be anointed Hillary Clinton. So he was forced to support this woman. And when on her way out, nobody really took into consideration the voice of middle America. Because right. they just figured we would go along to get along and that we would just kind of shut up and be quiet. And I, I, make, I am not an elitist. I am not a millionaire. I am that person from Chicago, from Illinois, from the Midwest who understands what middle America looks like really because my parents are still there and I go there three times a year every year. So I understand right. my dad worked for United States Steel, so he was a union worker, and he was a longshoresman, and my mother worked two jobs. So this is not me coming from any kind of elitist position. I come from hardworking American stock, and right. I know what it's exactly. like to struggle. I know what it's like to see both of my parents go to two jobs every day, but I also know what it's like. To, for me not to want that for me or my kid. And it doesn't have to happen in a society that is respecting hard work. And Obama's society didn't respect hard work. He right. never worked hard. 
He never had a job. If you never had a real job, how the hell do you know what I'm going through? How do you know what it's like to build a business if you've never built one? I like Donald Trump because it doesn't matter to me that he's a billionaire. It matters to me that he's a working guy. He gets up in the morning, he goes into an office, and he makes decisions, and he works, and he sends paychecks. He knows what it's like to run a business. He is not a Rockefeller who doesn't ever have to work. He works. His father worked. His kids work. They are right. a working American family. They may have more money than me, but they damn well get up and go to work every day. Right. And I hope if I get up and go to work every day, I get to become a billionaire. That's what this country is about. Working every day for your dream. Right. Right. Next You're week. absolutely no? right. I'm here. But so where do you want to go now? You know, that's one of the things about Mr. Trump that I do admire because he, you know, he was a Democrat. And the thing of it is, I really believe he does have the, you know, he does love this country. Everything, everything, all Really, the words that I have to say, it's, Jackie, it's, the man is putting into place conservatives. He's He knows what he's doing. He has let, good let advice. Let me say to you what I, what I think about, about, about Bill Clinton, I mean, not about Bill, but about Donald Trump, because I've supported him almost from the beginning, but not quite from the beginning, because... Right. There was a moment where I didn't think he was the guy. And I remember a conversation with you months later where you didn't think he was the guy. But here is what happened. I believe that Donald Trump is the right man for the right job in the right time. And because I was a conservative, I was looking for a conservative candidate. But I could not buy Ted Cruz. I, I, there, there was just something there that I, I, I did not buy this. Listen, there are people that say that Donald Trump is chosen by God. Donald Trump never said Donald Trump was chosen by God. Right. Ted Cruz thought he was chosen by God. And I think that that's nonsense because if you think you're chosen by God, God told me too. So I could vote for you. Right, but if if he didn't tell me and every other Demo- I mean Republican that you were chosen by God, then really you weren't. I like Donald Trump because I think he was. If we look at the world that we live in, we live in a time where people take right and call it wrong, and people take right. wrong and say it's right. And it's kind of this bizarre world that, remember the bizarre world from from Superman? It's kind of this bizarre world where everything is sort of turned upside down and people really don't know what to believe. And they they kind of think that, okay, I know that's wrong, but that's what everybody's saying, so it can't be wrong, so I can't say what I really feel because if I say what I really feel, this is the first year, the first year, that I've ever seen a presidential election and no yard signs. 
Right. I probably saw three Trump yard signs in the entire three years of the of the running and the election. And I'll be honest with you, I never saw one single Hillary yard sign. I remember when when Barack Obama was running, you would see the bumper stickers on the back of the cars. I never saw bumper stickers for Hillary to this day. I've never seen anybody driving around saying, vote for Hillary Clinton. And that, despite what the um, polls were saying, I call it the, the, the front yard poll. I'm not seeing... And, and and this says a couple of things to me in this election, uh, and uh, and I want to preface this by saying, Donald Trump is hardly the perfect candidate, but then neither neither was David for King of Israel. So right. I was never looking for the perfect guy because I don't think it exists in, in any realm of reality. So I don't, I know that the perfect presidential candidate didn't exist, and I knew that there would always be flaws, and I knew that there would always be baggage, because we all have it. You don't get to be any kind of age with no baggage. I don't know anybody that has zero baggage. You may have different baggage than I do. Your baggage may not be as serious as mine used to be, or your baggage could be, you know, you could have gone to prison or murdered somebody. But we all have a level of baggage so when you're looking at a candidate, you can't just look at it like, i got to have this perfect guy, because it's never going to happen. Right now I have right. more – I have people say to me every day, how could you choose that guy, how could you blah, blah. Well, if I have to look at baggage, I had to look at intent. If I had to look at love for America, if I had to look at love for the American people – Anytime the current president's wife comes in and says she's she's never had a good feeling about America, and then she leaves and said there is no hope, that sums up Barack Obama's presidency. His wife's words, they came in there thinking that Americans were assholes, and they left thinking Americans were assholes. That is what they've right. done. That is why his legacy will never last. In In five years, Everything he ever did will be undone because that is the difference between a ruler and a leader. A leader right. leads people, and when you lead people, they follow you. And when they follow you, they agree with what you're doing. A dictator or a ruler tells you what you're going to do, and the rules will change with the next ruler. The right. rules only apply as long as you're in charge. So when you leave, your rules go out the door because the next guy gets to come in and make rules. I believe that Donald Trump is a leader because you don't lead a business the way that he has and not know how to lead. I think he's the true lead from behind guy because I believe that he's going to put his advisors, who he's chosen very carefully, up front in making his decisions, even though he'll be the spokesperson, because that is what the president is. Our president is not a king. He is a spokesperson for the American people. His job is to make this country look good, and that's it. It's not to run education. It's not to disseminate welfare. It's not to feed anybody. It's not to decide if everybody needs health insurance. The job of the president is to run the country, the military mainly. Our government is 
so out of control big that we've forgotten that we don't need 542 departments to run shit. Right. We don't need the IRS. We need a flat freaking tax. A flat tax, and we don't need 15,000 agents out there. Yes, they'll be out right. of work. Yeah. They'll have to learn to do something different, and it probably won't be math. Right. Exactly. But we've got to get back to what's important. I believe that education should be at a state level because every state is different. And if you're running it from the federal level, you make it a rule that everybody has to follow that doesn't have shit to do with my community. Right. If your rule doesn't fit my community and I still got to live with the rule, that's dumb. I think I I, I would not totally demolish, demolish, I would not totally demolish the Board of Education. Right. We just make it one guy who oversaw some shit in 50 states. Right. No ruling power, no power to change things. Just an advisory right. position. The Board of Education is just to advise. The Board of Education should not be deciding on common core. The, 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 this, the federal government should not be dictating what my child learns. Me and his teacher and his district, because you vote for school board people. Right. And if the federal government can step inside any time and take that away, then why the hell would we have to have a school board ever? Right. Exactly. I believe that health care needs to be on that same level. I remember in Tampa when we instituted community-based health care where we took a 1% penny tax and said, we're going to give this money to hospitals, clinics, and doctors to serve indigent and poor people. But beyond that, we're going to create clinics that exist in every neighborhood across Hillsborough County. Now, this is just the county I lived in in Florida. Across Hillsborough County, so that no matter where you go, I don't care if it's a private hospital. There are no public hospitals in Tampa anymore. But whether it's a private hospital, whether it's $10 million or $10, all you have to do is walk in the door and you're covered. And I always felt that that was the model for America, that we cover the uninsured on a local basis. Because what's important in Miami is not important in Detroit or Seattle where you have aging populations in the south, their needs are different than young populations in the northwest. And you can't give me a cookie-cutter solution to a diverse problem and think that's going to work. Because if I'm living in Seattle and I'm 23 and I don't feel like I need insurance, but you need me to pay into this system, you're going to have to approach me in a totally different way than fuck you, you're going to get in the system and pay for that 80-year-old guy. Right. That was never the way, but that is what Democrats did. And here's the problem. There are 300 million-plus people in this country, and there are less than a million, well, less than, like, I think it was 10%, so 300. There are less than 30 million people. There's around 17 million people who are on Obamacare. And if we boil that down even further... Half of those people are just on welfare. Right. And a third of those people are getting assistance. And the other third pay for themselves. 
So you've got one-third of 11 million, because that's all that signed up for Obamacare, one-third of 11 million people. And let's run up to 12. 12 million people. Right. 400,000 people support the other 800,000. Right. One-third. Make sure that the two-thirds. That is a problem. And that is the problem that I fully believe Democrats knew. I don't know what kind of special stupid you need to be in order not to understand. Uh, I'm, this isn't even algebra. This is not trigonometry. This is not calculus. This is one plus one equals two. Yeah, and but they're me, using common core math. Remember, they're no, using no, no, common no, core no, math. That's true. That's like, that's like one plus one plus a shoe in the in the pig across the plus a shoe in your closet, the pig across the street, and that tire in the back got swinging on the swing. Add that. Yep. Right. <laughs> and that's common core. Common core has nothing to do with reality. I'm so glad. Here's the one thing. I, you know, I always tell people when when I'm doing, you know, because I have my 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 30 days of gratitude group on Facebook where every day you have to go out and post something that you're grateful for. Now, I can honestly say that from November 1st until now, I've only missed one day because every day I can find something to be grateful for. So I've never said something I won't be grateful for, but let me go there now. I will never be grateful for Common Core, for a, a, a mathematical exercise that takes one plus one out of the equation and draws me around to ancient Egypt all around the world, and I'm 10, and it takes me fucking 30 minutes to solve a math problem. And if I don't right. solve it the way that you do, if I just know it in my head, that doesn't really count. So if I know that one right. plus one is two in my head, that's not good enough. It has to be one plus one equals two, and then i got to go through all the shit you want me to go through to get to the same answer I was going to get to anyway without being confused. Right. And, you know, that that's the thing that most people don't get because it was it was done with a purpose, all under the sustainable Agenda 21 crap that came out of – the United right, Nations. Right, but if you, if, you, you know, if you really understand Common Core, it was done with the pur- purpose of somebody making millions upon millions of dollars. Because Common right, Core is a curriculum. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not an ideal. It's not a philosophy. It's an actual fucking curriculum right. where people have to buy things and subscribe to things, and schools have to pay millions of dollars to get Common Core into their schools. So basically, here's what Common Core is: it is a favor from a president to somebody who supported him. Now, because Common Core began seriously under Bush, I don't care how much he says he didn't like it. He didn't get rid of it. Right. And his friends profit from it. So I'm going to go by the state I know the best, the state of Florida. In the state of Florida, there are two companies, two companies that are legally able to provide Common Core curriculum. Now, of all the states in the state of Florida, there are two companies who could ever provide that curriculum, which means that hundreds of thousands of schools have to buy from one or two, one of two companies. Now, how the fuck rich are you going to get? Because you got a curriculum that 
5,000 schools have to buy your curriculum at two, $300,000 a year. Oh, my God. Right. What? That, it's, not a, it, it's a reality point. I got a curriculum that where the state of Florida says, you got to buy me to do their schools. If there's 10,000 grade schools and I'm selling you my curriculum at a million dollars, that's $500 million for just that one grade school. And then I've got my middle school curriculum, and I've got my high school curriculum. Everything that you're ever going to do for the next 10 years, you're going to buy from me or my buddy Bob next door. So me and Bob are going to become billionaires because it's not a free no. and open market. It is a market dominated by a handful of people. Common core and curriculum is dominated by a handful of people. So now I donate, I don't know, $100,000 to your campaign, and you make sure that I'm on your list, too. Right. That's common core. It doesn't even a fucking right. curriculum. It's a damn payoff. Right. And, you know, you... You hit the nail on the head because Common Core was actually created as part of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They they played a part in in coming up with that. But this is a subject that we could go on all night. Right. And and, 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 and it's a, it's an, a useless it's a useless curriculum because yes, teachers is. hate it, kids hate it, parents hate it. I'm sorry, if nobody in the entire line of education loves this program, why the hell are we using it? We're using a program that educators hate. They don't even want to teach it. We're using a program that parents hate. They don't even want their kids knowing it. We're using a program that nobody respects, wants, or likes. And not only that... It actually doesn't produce smart people. It would be different if everybody hated it, but everybody who took it became a genius. Right. Then I can argue the point that says, okay, it's okay to hate it because it sucks, but look at what kids are doing. But that's not the case. They shut down weeks at a time to not teach history so that it can teach this little slim thing about Common Core because it's always about passing the test. Common Core is a, uh, I want to say this in a different way, but I'm going to say it the way I think of it. Common Core is a contest to see who can teach their kids this test first and more complete. It has nothing to do with true education or learning because it's all based upon memory, which is forgotten, as opposed to experience, which is always remembered. You right. remember, do, do you remember sometimes in school when your teacher would make you act out a scene? Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. yep. Do you remember a scene you've ever acted out? <sighs> no. Do you remember a scene in your entire school life? I'm just, I'm not talking about one year or third grade. Do you remember ever getting up in front of your classroom and acting something out? Yeah, I do, but I just don't remember what it was. Yes, I do. But Okay, you don't have to remember what it was. 
I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you, do you remember if you've ever gotten up in front of a classroom and acted something out? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. We all have done that, whether it was a poem or the bumblebee thing or whatever, we've all acted it out. Now I'm going to I'm going to ask you another question. So you remember having ever acted out something? Do you remember the first person that taught you how to not the first person. Do you remember the minute that you learned what 1 plus 1 was? Do you remember uh, the, no. There became a point when you knew that 1 plus 1 is 2. But you don't know what that point is. But you remember the day you ever acted something out because children remember through doing. Adults remember through hearing and saying. So when and, and this is my entire this is my educational point of view. I always tell parents, your children will experience the answer before you'll be able to teach it to them. How I know statistics and uh, percentages right now, if I was sitting in a classroom and I was in third grade and somebody asked me, what is 10% of 300? I would have gone through that whole problem process to figure out what 10% is. But if you ask me what 10% of $300 is in Macy's, I know it's $30. If you ask me 75% off was I know it's divide by two and divide by two. Right. Right. People That's learn exactly. on practical levels. School is not taught on practical levels. I learned more after I got out of school about math than I ever learned while I was in school. I learned mm-hmm. geometry through shooting pool angles. I've never used trigonometry in anything, so I don't really know what that was ever good for. But in calculus, I mean, unless you're going to be a scientist, I don't really get those those things. But but decent, hard. What I'm saying is this: is that we have gotten so complicated with basics that rather than teach people how to, I mean, how many people really become? I was asking somebody the other day, a kid, one of my friends' kids, what are you going to major in? And she said, I'm going to major in women's studies. And I said, what the fuck kind of job are you going to get from that? Where is there a career in women's studies? If you're going to major in women's studies, then you're going to have to find a job in a college that teaches women's studies because there is no real fucking full-fledged job in the marketplace that you can use that in. So why would we keep giving our kids classes that have no practical end. And that's a lot of the things that I think, when I think about Democrats, they come up with this bullshit curriculum for life that does not address real life. Right. Politically, socioeconomically, educationally, spiritually, personally, mentally, faithfully, age-wise, their shit addresses nothing that people actually have to live with. And right. it's why I'm not a Democrat, because I'm not going to sit around and look at stupid and think it's really a good idea. If everything that you say to me doesn't really relate and make any sense to me, you're just stupid, and that's what I think about Democrats. 
on a job. No, that, that, that's and, and that's a harsh statement, but that's very general. I have many, many lovely Democrat friends who I would never listen to about throwing rocks against a building. I think they're lovely people. My parents are included in that. But right. when I think about them politically and socio sociology and spiritually, I think they're stupid. And I tell them every day, that is really stupid. And they don't like the delivery. Keep... It's the real truth, though. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like you're saying something to me that makes sense. When it right. makes no sense. Right. When people say, well, how could you vote for Donald Trump? He is this and he is that and he is this and he was that. And this is what I say. He wasn't that two years ago. Two years yeah, ago. You loved him. You watched The Apprentice. And you watched Celebrity Apprentice. And you watched his pageant show. And you went to his casinos. And you spent your flipping money. And then 24 months later, he's a racist, racist, xenophobic, sexual deviant who... Is probably a child molester because he looks at his. Do- I mean, really? Do you really believe all that stuff, or are you listening to some stupid freaking show? My mother said right. to me the other day. This is what my mom said to me two days after the election. She goes, "I can't believe you voted for Donald Trump. You know he's going to end civil rights and send us all back to Africa." I I, I fucking laughed out loud at my mom, and I said. This is the fucking stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Mom, I love you, but that's just that dumb. I don't even know how to respond to that. Right. If you don't know that civil rights can only be overturned by the Supreme Court, then if if you don't really understand, then Democrats get to tell you anything they want. And then you're going to like right. march in the streets in zero-degree weather and burn down buildings and turn over cars about shit you don't really even understand, like the Electoral College, right. which was invented so that major metropolitan cities did not control the vote. We are a representative republic. We vote for people who vote for people. Right. It doesn't matter. Honestly... If Hillary didn't get California, New York, and Illinois, she wouldn't be two and a half million votes ahead. Simple as that. Right. She's ahead because right. the same states that we have the electoral college to keep from doing shit. Right. That's right. the thing that the media doesn't tell you. Where are her votes coming from? They're not coming from Iowa. They're not coming from Georgia. They're not coming from Indianapolis. They're not coming from New Mexico. They're not coming from Montana. They don't even come from Michigan, Pittsburgh, and Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio. They're coming from New Hampshire, New York, Connecticut. It's the same old states, but they're mainly her votes are coming from high population areas which are mostly filled with minorities, to say it, who want to keep their free shit train going. Right. You are right, my friend. And people don't really realize that. And I'm not that smart. I just see things differently. No, that's what you call seeing seeing it from a 
real-life perspective, you know. And um, with that, we have went almost 30 minutes beyond our original, but... I know, I said 30 minutes, and it's like an hour. Yeah. 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 And and listen, darling, thank you so much, because I really do appreciate it. You know I always love talking about my stuff. So I appreciate your including me in on your show. I appreciate your asking me my opinion. I hope that there are people who are listening who who will really get it. Did you record this? Yeah, it's recorded. It's Send the me whole a tape thing I'll post is recorded. on my on my page. Yep. I, oh, I, I think be... it's phenomenal. I think it's wonderful that care. And I think that it's only by the fact that we care that we right. can change people. I also believe that there are people that are never going to get it. They mm-hmm. just won't. I mm-hmm. I have people tell me they're so sad that Donald Trump was elected. I'm like, why? Well, you know, he's a racist and he hates women. I'm like, seriously? Do you honestly think that I would vote for someone who I thought went to kill black people? Seriously? Right. Do you think I'm that? I have to ask that question of my people because I have to say, do you think that I'm that unaware that I would vote for a KKK member? Really? And we can leave it at that. Right. And 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 I'm just looking at my my final thing is really, you really think I'm that unaware? And I say that for every conservative. You really think we're so unaware that we would vote for someone who would... Cause right. you, you think we're that stupid? Right. Anyway. You know, the, the stupidity actually comes in in those who actually voted for Democrats. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. So... I mean, I'll that, be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, because uh, I know this is almost over, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a truism. Um, I belong to a couple of deplorable groups, you know, because I was very proud to be called a deplorable. Because if it, Hillary Clinton was calling me anything, I was like gonna embrace that shit and own it. But I did go out to some groups of deplorables that really functioned as racist groups. Now I. I I normally have my photo up, but because it's the holidays, I just have it like holiday stuff up. And because right. people didn't really recognize that I was black, they were really saying some things. That, and, of course, I called everybody on everything. But, I mean, right. the fact remains is that as a society, America has a lot to work on. There's no question. I, and nobody can tell me that racism doesn't exist because I live with it. So... I, I, I can be a Republican and still be self-aware and still be nationally aware and still be regionally aware. I can be a conservative and know that we're not perfect. And I'm not going to let somebody tell me racism doesn't exist when I clearly know that it does. Right. But that's not going to stop me from being a conservative because I also know that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, here's the thing that I see the most of is that we know intellectually that Democrats have have racism too, right. but we never hear it, which right. to me 
says a lot about how they control their people. I don't right. want our people to be controlled because at the end of the day, if you hate me, I need to know that. Right. I don't want you hating me in silence. And I walk into right. something that I didn't know I was going to walk into. If you're going to hate me, hate right. me real publicly. I don't right. have a problem with that. As a matter of fact, I will respect you. If you call me a nigger to my face and tell me that you hate my guts, I will respect that more than somebody who says that behind my back, behind their closed walls, and I walk into their party and really feel it. I would right. rather know. I would rather know because I'm saying this. There are just as many Democrat racists as there are Republican. Republicans just do it differently. You can walk into an art gallery full of Republicans, and everybody will act like you're the second coming of God. And half of them will hate your freaking guts because they're actually racist. But they will never show you that. To see that. I need to see that. I want to know if you hate me. I really want to know. Because it's not going to bother me. It will change my behavior with you. I will still be polite to you, but I will never come to your fucking house. And I need to know that. Right. I need to know that if I walk into your house, I might get my ass kicked or lynched. I need to know that. I don't want you pretending you love me. Please, tell me you hate me, because that is so much more of a comfortable position for me. Because if I know you hate me, I I won't say will never. I will likely never address it with you. But I will never step into your freaking driveway. Right. Like a shot as a trespasser. I need to know who you are. And I think even though I think Republicans did that better before Barack Obama, I think we lost that. I have been in the Republican Party for decades. You don't think I've ever hit racism? I want to freaking know who you are. I don't want you to be PC with me. Call me a nigger so I know what you think. I would rather you do that than to be silent and pretend to love me. Knowing right. all along, and you're going to lynch me. Exactly. I would rather know you, you hate me. I really would. See, that's one of the things that I love and appreciate about you. You are brutally honest. You're no-nonsense, and you don't mince words. Now, to all my politically correct listeners out there, hey, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do and you got to say what you what you feel. If if anybody and, thinks it's okay for everybody to smile on their faces and you never know here it is. Most right. people are killed by people. Most people are killed by people. I'm just talking about most people. Most people are killed by people who they know who they never knew hated them really. Right. Women are beaten by people. Women are beaten and raped. Ninety-nine percent of the women who are abused and raped are raped by people that they know, who they never knew right. had a problem with. I want to know your fucking problem with me so I know not to be in a room alone with you. Right. If I know you freaking hate women, I need to know that. I would rather know, I, if I know who you are, I'm never going to hate you for that. I would just avoid you in certain situations. I can, listen, if you hated women so much 
but you wanted to strangle all of them, I can get with that. Because I get it. Sometimes I hate women that much, too. But <laughs> I'm not going to jail or prison for murder. So, nor do I want to go to the grave because you... So here it is. If you really dislike women that much, I want you to be saying that openly to me. You don't have to say, I hate women, I want to strangle them. I just need to know that you really don't like women, and I can know that in a conversation. Most people, the only reason I'm going back to this is about this this, um, um, thing that we're talking about, about the individual endorsing anybody. Right. I don't care who you are. I want to know who you are. And I don't need to know who you are because you told me, because I'm going to watch what you do anyway. But if somebody right. tells me, oh, I'm such a loving person and everybody cares about me, but every time I walk up to someplace, everybody's fucking running from you and hiding and doesn't want to talk to you, then I know you know who you tell me you are. I love honesty in people, but I'm going to find it anyway. Right. I'll always know. Yeah, I'll always know because I, I for me... I need to know. I always right. need to know. I never want... I remember, and I'm going to tell you this story, and then I'm going to go to bed. I was living in Jamaica, and I was in the music industry, and I was having a really good time, and I was around this guy, and then he assaulted me. And even though we were partying together, partying, seriously, there was never a moment where I said touching me is okay, and I know that. I know that there's never a time when I invited you to be with me. or to. I know that because I'm there too. But the fact that you were the terrorist that thought you could take what you wanted, but I always knew I didn't give permission or sanction. So when I decided to press charges, because this guy was a major guy in music at at music studios in Manhattan in the 80s. Everybody called me. Lawyers were called, you got to drop this. And I said, if I drop this, I'm just that whore. And that's why I can't do it. Because if I drop it, he wins. Because if I say... They offered me, no, this is the mid-80s. They offered me $25,000 to drop it, 25000 then, and $25,000 now. $25,000, that same twenty five k would probably be like half a million dollars right now. And I said, keep your money. It is what he did. And they never caught him, even though he, he left the state and moved to New York. And they never caught him. But I fully believe that in my spirit, I know the day that he died. Because on the day that I think he died, I literally sat straight up in my bed and knew that he was dead. I knew that from that minute. And I never said anything to anybody. I never did anything. I just continued to live my life. But what I'm saying is that Everybody has to have a place of expression. And you have to laugh and you have to cry and you have to 
You actually have to hate people. You don't have to do those things forever, none of them, but you have to do them at least one time. There are people I hate, and I'm cool, because when I'm talking to them, they'll never know. I'm just talking to the guy who I know owns a shop. Anyway, you get my drift, right? Do and you know what? Before you go, I want to say this. Um, one of the things that really angers me, and hear me out, I know, I haven't known you all my life. We haven't met in person yet. We've just talked on the phone. But I still count you as a friend. And any time I hear the story, a story about one of my friends, especially with them being a woman, being assaulted, and I know exactly what you meant by assault, and so it didn't need need to be said. I know I know exactly what you what you were getting at. It angers me, and by virtue of the fact that it was someone in the industry when you music industry when you was involved, that really angers me. And I'm gonna say this for you know for all you who who are listening in the archives and stuff like that. I'm sure I'm sure some of my friends, some of you, I love you all. You may be offended over, you know, the tone and the words that were used. That's fine. But you know what? I don't censor people on my on my show. And I'ma say this. Yes, he did read what he so so. And folks, you don't have a right to take anything from a woman. Fellas, you don't have that right. And Jackie, as a man, I apologize. Well, apologize probably isn't even enough. And I know you said that many, many years ago, but still, you didn't deserve to go through that. I know you know that. I know you know that, so I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But as a guy, I apologize for that happening to you because he didn't have the right to touch you. And that is a false premise if men think they have a right to touch women because they were partying together. That's the reason why I hate the music industry. I hate I hate the business side of it because of the type of individuals that's there. And with that being said, you know what? Um, I'm gonna have you on. I'm I'm gonna have you on my show regularly because I love your perspective. I and I love the brutally honest and frank perspective, you know, I don't mind the I don't mind the words you use because we're in a different times in life and folks I apologize if y'all offended by the words that we use, but it is time that people know what's going on 
and if you if you if you're not going to be shocked back into reality what we're facing I don't know what will Jackie I am going to give you the final word because with that then I'm going to sign off for tonight but I'm going to give you the sure. final well, my, word my, my final word is this I think we all need to be very cognizant and aware and when I say aware I mean self aware if you you know, a lot of times, I'm, I'm going to roll back here, a lot of times people take positions, and they take them because of who's taking positions around them. So when I talk about self-awareness, I'm actually talking about how much you know yourself. I mean, right. I, I, to be honest with you, I honestly don't care what you're saying to me if what you're saying to me is about me not being the best I can be or about me not upholding standards. I, you know, I, I had someone say to me the other day, how can you say that? When you listen to these people and their videos come on, their videos are full of women in, in you know, whatever the garb is, it's a very revealing. And I said, here's the deal. When I'm talking to those people, I'm just talking about a website. What the hell they do with that website is not my business. If my business, and this is what I never, let me tell you one thing I never do. I never let my business be involved in politics because of my money, the only affiliation my fucking money has is the Green Party. My money is green. It is not Democrat. It is not Republican. It is not gay. It is not straight. I do not care who my clients are. As long as our business is a legitimate business, I don't give a shit who I'm working for because I don't have to... Listen, I'm never going to work with a gay client who's talking to me about gay marriage. If you're talking to me about the bakery you have on the corner, that's a business that I do. But if you need me to, and this is how, when you asked, it was my mom that asked me today, how, and I didn't really even tell her, how did John Lawson drop me as a client after three years? Because I cannot literally say or promote anybody else saying that gay marriage is a correct lifestyle. I can't do it. It's not. Right. There are people who can do it. And I'm okay with those who can. I personally cannot. And I don't have to hate you to not. Listen, I don't freaking accept murderers, but I don't hate them. I don't have to hate you in order to not respect or accept your lifestyle. If your lifestyle is fucking men up the ass, I'm not with that. Right. I'm just not. If if that is and what you I think is normal. Yeah, I'm okay if you do because, listen, I've had gay roommates. I've had gay friends. I've had gay bosses. I've had gay, you name it. And, and, and I don't really, I never back off this thing that I feel because I'm not moving out of hate. I, I don't hate gay people. I don't really think about them that much unless they're in the news. But I do know this. Ask me what I thought about homosexuality. I'm going to tell you what God thinks about homosexuality. It doesn't even matter what the fuck I think about it. It only matters what God thinks about it. So when you argue with an opinion, it's never going to be mine. You're going to be arguing with his opinion on what he thinks is good for humanity. 
And when somebody asks me, what do you think about this? I already am to, you know, whatever head, and, and, and I'm always going to be that. I'm never, never, never going to say to anybody, I accept gay marriage. So I'm always going to be doing that little dance that I just told you about. I'm not, if you ask me, I'm going to say I don't hate them, and I don't. But if I'm never going to, I'm not. I'm not going to march in the streets about them. I'm, I'm just not. I'm I'm not down with the lifestyle, but I'm okay with the people. I'm okay with the people. I'm okay with gay people all day long. I I just am. I just don't. I don't have to accept your lifestyle to be okay with you. And I think that what happens with most conservatives is that they make us feel that in order to be a part of it. That we've got to agree with it. There's not a shit thing I agree with about gay marriage. You can't find one Maybe. fucking aspect of gay marriage I agree with. But I don't have a problem with gay people. Right. I had roommates that are gay. I've had. I still have friends that are gay. I. 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 Talk, I mean, one of my best friends just left her husband. Well, not just, but maybe two years ago. Left her husband for a fucking woman. You don't think that shit shocked me? But one day, her and I were t- were going back and forth on social media, and she said this one sentence. She goes, please don't leave me. And I said, why would I leave you? She said, because you hate what I am. Because she went from being married to a man to living with a woman as her lover. And she said, because you hate me for who I am. I said, I don't even give a fuck about who you are. I don't hate you at all. I don't even have to love what you do to love you. I don't have to love what you do to love you. And if you don't get that, then you don't get that. I don't have to love your fucking lifestyle to love you. I can love you in your wrongness. And that's what I do with her, Victoria. I have not, this is the only thing I told her that could even be misconstrued as anything. She wanted me, she's 46. And her girlfriend is 20. Oh, wow. And she, yeah, and she's trying to get, you know, she's like, oh, you know, Jaleesa and I, and I'm like, look, I don't fucking want Jaleesa to come over. You want to come hang out with me? Because she's 46. You want to come hang out with me? Let's hang out. She goes, oh, you don't like Jaleesa? No. I don't fucking have 19-year-old friends. There's nothing right. I have to say to a fucking 20-year-old. I don't want a 20-year-old friend. So if your girlfriend is 20, I'm okay there. But don't think I'm going to be her friend. And it's not because she's gay. It's because she's fucking 20. What do I have to say about somebody who could be my fucking granddaughter? I'm not hanging out with a 20-year-old. I'm not going to befriend a 20-year-old. I don't know why you're dating a 20-year-old since you've got an 18-year-old daughter. But that's between you and your 18-year-old daughter. I'm not going to be friends with your girlfriend, not because you're gay, but because I don't fucking have 20-year-old friends. I have 20-year-old nephews. I've got 20-year-old nieces. I've got 20-year-old friends who've got, uh, no, I've got friends who've got 20-year-old kids. I personally don't think that there's shit me and a 19-year-old can talk about, except why the hell are you in bed yet? What are you doing? I mean, I, I really don't know. So when so when she got upset with me the other day, and she goes, well, I don't understand why you don't accept Jaleesa. Oh, I accept fucking Jaleesa as your girlfriend. I just don't accept her as my friend. 
Right. I'm never going to be friends with your girlfriend because she's 20. Right. And and I think and and when I when I'm dealing with people like like that, I think of Democrats. They they present you with these stupid choices, and then say you got to make one. If right. you if you if you if you hate, no. If you don't accept, you know, men fucking each other up the ass, then you're freaking homophobic. Really? What if right. I just think that that's and awkward, and, and and I don't have to like it. My thing with Democrats is not that they're Democrats; it's that they're Democrats and they try to make every fucking body do what they want. If I don't believe your way, I'm a racist, misogynist, xenophobic. I, you know what? When Democrats say that they don't believe in Donald Trump, I don't have a fucking title for them. <laughs> it's just like okay, fine, whatever. But if you say you don't support Hillary Clinton. You're anti-woman. And I'm like, well, how could that be? I'm not anti-woman. I'm just anti-that woman. So, anyway, that's my diatribe for tonight. I'm glad you let me do your show. I'm very happy about that. And I look forward to hearing the tape recording posted to me later. And in February, I'm going to start my show, and I'll let you know what I'm going to call it. Probably unfiltered or uncensored. I haven't decided which one yet. Jackie Knight, uncensored. Jackie Knight, unfiltered. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but just to let you know, I'm going to call it something. And we'll chat tomorrow. Either way, I hope you have me as a guest. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to partner up, I thought, so that's not even a big deal. Anyway, um, let's, let's, let's chat. Tomorrow's I'm I'm like swamped on Tuesday. Don't even call me tomorrow because I am so swamped. But maybe Thursday afternoon. All right, ma'am. I will call you Thursday. Write me in the calendar. Afternoon. I'll talk to you Thursday. All right, cool. All right. All right. All right. Well, Bye-bye. Have a good night and I will talk you to too. you again on Thursday. All right. All right. Later. Later. Well, that was a that was an awesome show. Very, you know, it was very to the point, very blunt, and it was the visible conservative Christians unleashed. So this episode in the archives, it's it's a phenomenal uh, show. We talked about everything. You all have a good night. God bless. Bye.